0: Welcome you to this week's installment, if I can say, of the Live <laughs> Transform
1: Podcast. It's it, a first. And if you hear anything a little different, if you those you are just listening, you're thinking, what's so exciting? Well the point is is that we're actually yeah, on the Yeah, we're same in room. Huntsville. We're in Huntsville, Bob and I flew here from Phoenix, and we're with Jim Richards yep. in person.
2: Yep, we got, so, this cha- <laughs> we got this chance to do this He's together. Right and here we are. Yeah, there look at you. I can touch you. <laughs> there you go. Oh, oh. I try. Now, we used to, but but you know, we, as you guys know, we did this for years. Yeah. And we did 20 years of TV yeah. together. Uh, we could see each other first. Flying yeah. to have to be you
0: in the same were city. To Winnipeg, yeah. to Phoenix, yep. bring Jim in. You're and we would do what?
2: Probably eight six? shows. Eight,
1: nine shows a day yeah. sometimes. A day. Eight, yeah. eight, nine shows yeah. a day. Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, I, it's hard to believe I ever had enough energy to do that. <laughs>
1: yeah, you were young. Yeah. You guys still do. You were young back then. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. No, but let me say the most fun thing about today with the mm-hmm. podcast, you probably hear, I wouldn't be surprised if those that are just listening hear a little bit of an excitement. Mm. Because when we come to Huntsville, we don't just talk to Jim. That's right. We get to hug him. We hang and out. And kiss him. That's right. I love him. That's right. And squeeze him. That's right. Because Jim loves to be hugged. That's, right. Hug.
2: that's yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah. That's his I love favorite. for people to get in my space. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. You love right close. So when people meet you, you'd rather them talk like an inch away from
2: you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) If they're ready to go to heaven right then.
0: (laughs) Oh, good. Yeah, we have had um, so much fun, you know, doing broadcast, doing television, you know, just sharing the love of Jesus with so many, many others. So today, what are we going to talk about today? Well,
1: today we're talking about mercy and grace, you know, because what I find out is that you know yes you've been talking about mercy and grace and the difference between but i still find that a lot of people use the words interchangeably and not understanding the power of knowing the different definition and it's not to be all correcting on people but there's so much amazing life to be lived with jesus when we know the difference
2: you know it's an interesting thing language is an interesting thing and when you when you start you know, really getting detailed and crunching down words and mm-hmm. I meaning the words. So, so many people think that you're you're being you know you're They're not being picky. spiritual enough. You're being oh, too okay. picky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But here, here's the real truth is. Uh, one of the reasons historically our language is getting worse is, uh, no, the, this is all, this is kind of all the grand world scheme of dummying people down. You know, when you do not have clear definitions of words, yes. then communication doesn't really It becomes happen.
1: impossible. And when we use things like LOL and stuff, people don't yeah. know what we're talking about. You know,
2: when I, you know uh, <laughs> I, I went to, I had to go kind of hang out in Mexico for a little while back Oh, tell back, us more about, 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 40 about how when you had years ago.
1: had to hang out. Well, I in was Mexico. I was kind of in
2: a little bit of trouble. I needed to I needed to you know get under be the radar. Yeah, I needed while. to be gone for you a while. Lay low. So so we would go over. We would cross, We would we were working in Brownsville. Texas, and we would go over into Matamoros, Mexico, would chase the bars and go crazy all night long. It was really interesting. One night we went over there and we got into some trouble and we were heading back to the border as fast as we could because if if the cops were after you, you needed to cross the border and not get caught on the Mexico side. Bad, it, that course. was bad, bad, yeah. bad, right. bad. Yes. bad. Yes. Right, right, right. And one, of the th- and I was young. I was really young. I was probably only about seventeen. And and the guy that was that was the ga- the ringleader in all of this. He said, "Well, one of the advantages we have," he said, "the way their language is, it's so untechnical." He yeah. said, "It it's going to be difficult for them to communicate all the information accurately for them to be be able to identify us at the border."
1: Like,
2: even what you look like? Well, everything. Yeah. Just, yeah. just all, uh, of, the just all of the factors. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I thought about that conversation a lot, because that night I thought, who, who would have ever even think about that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, as a theologian and as somebody who has studied language now for, you know, for almost half a century, mm-hmm. I realized that the more vague we become with our words, the more confusion occurs Mm -hmm. in communication Mm -hmm. and the more confusion occurs, the more conflict happens. Mm -hmm. Now, among the church today, you know, you go back Abraham Lincoln, you go back to people, you know, a a couple hundred years ago that, that, you know, we think of as growing up in backwoods pioneer America. We think of them being ignorant. You know, they had incredible use of the human language. I mean, the English language. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, 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 These people, when they said, when they stated something, you knew exactly what they were talking about.
1: Without the confusion, without the the possibility of miscommunication. And the thing is, is that Bob and I doing marriage stuff all the time and working with relationships, We see this right in front of our eyes because there will be a couple in front of us. And and when they come for an intensive, we actually give people a list of about 70 or 80 emotional weapons that we use. And they have to own their weapons that they use to hurt each other because that's what weapons are used for. And when you feel scared, you reach out and hurt Mm -hmm. the other person. But to identify those has really helped us to help couples. So one of the words a couple weeks ago with a couple was the word neglect. Mm -hmm. And so one of them said, yeah, you, you neglect me. And the other person was highly offended. offended. They just reached out and said, How in the world could you say that I neglect you? And so then we just said, Wait a minute, you guys. This probably is a definition Definition. issue. This is not even a neglect issue. This Mm. is a definition. And sure enough, and as they reached out, what they both, the lights turned on because they got the correct definitions. And that's how I feel about things like mercy and grace the lights turn on when you have these definitions
2: you know it, it it's the word of god what we do with the word of god how we treat the word of god how casual we are with the word of god is a reflection of how casual we are with god of how mm. of how um nonchalant of how almost unconcerned we are with uh, w- w- with reality, with facts, with who he says he is, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm thankful for the many translations that that are out there of the Bible. But you know, people will, many times I say, well, I just love reading this translation, but I'm just not finding what you're finding, Jim. Well, that's because I'm looking at the language it was written in, and what you're reading is not a translation. What you're reading is is a tra- transliteration, or it's or it's or a paraphrase, a, or a paraphrase and and it's somebody just kind of really making it say what they feel like it says, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. rather than saying what does the original language say. Mm-hmm. There's you know there's there's several translations of the Bible out there today that are very readable and very enjoyable, but they were they were translated by people who had agendas, mm-hmm. who wanted you to see God a certain way, who mm-hmm. wanted you to establish your theological So they were, these people were loose, mm-hmm. uh, with words and with definitions, which means they are loose with God. They are loose with truth. They're irresponsible mm-hmm. with truth. Mm.
1: Yeah. And does that apply directly with mercy and grace?
2: Absolutely. You know, right now, one of the most destructive movements is sweeping across America. Uh, is is really it's religious lawlessness i'm not talking about just civil lawlessness you know where people are breaking civil laws you know lawlessness or iniquity as the king james would call Uh it is is probably one of the hardest sins to recover somebody from
3: Hmm.
2: Uh, because you know as long as i have truth then i have a backstop you know, it's just like in, in marriage counseling, you know, one of the things I have to decide is, okay, what is your basis for de- for determining truth? What is your basis right. for discovering what's right and wrong in a marriage? Mm-hmm. Now, if, if people are not committed, not just to the Word of God, but committed to the Word of God based on what God reveals about Himself, and if they're not committed to that, then the problem is when they have a conflict, it's either going to be my theology against your theology, yes. my ideology against yes. your ideology, or my opinion against mm-hmm. your opinion, which just really means the person that is the most forceful <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
2: argu- arguer is going to be the person that's going to win that win yeah, that fight. Yeah, yeah, They're not yeah, yeah, really yeah. going to resolve anything. So, so if you've got a backstop, and truth has to be a backstop, mm-hmm. and truth is not is not just what the word says; it's whether or not you are translating or interpreting that word based on what jesus showed us about god and what god showed us through his names and this sort of thing but you know if you get a couple and they're and they're arguing about something and you and you can go to a common denominator like i always call the backstop and you can say okay this is what the bible says so tell me what this would look like if you were both doing it
1: ah that is so good and
2: then then the issue comes down to this is not about me and you it's for each of us saying it's about me and jesus Yes. Yes. And so the Word of God pr- provides this backstop. And so even if it, not even just relational, but even personally, if I'm heading down a track that's destructive, I, how do I know it's destructive if I don't have the Word of God? Because if my heart's gotten hard and I can't sense that it's destructive, then uh-huh. all that's left is the Word of God. Right. And so, if if I don't, if I have twisted the word of God to say what I wanted to say, if I have rejected the word of God, if I have accepted political correctness over the word of God, if I, you know, all those kinds of things, then then the problem is, I'm in trouble. I have no backstop. I have I have no net to catch me now. Right. And this is why, uh, you know, the book of John, and I'm not saying this is a hundred percent correct, but the book of John, within. The general context of talking about iniquity uh-huh. within, within that general context, not the immediate context, but that general context, you know, John says, you know, but there is a sin, and I don't say you say even pray for it. Why? Because you can't recover a person. If God himself appears to somebody and says, this is what my word says, if they've already rejected the written word of God, they will reject God himself speaks. So
1: what does this have to do with
2: iniquity? Because iniquity is when you have rejected God's word. You've okay, come so just that, you come up with another set of values. you come up with another set of definitions. You've come up with, you, you've twisted it to say something you need for it to say. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so we have a movement of iniquity. Now keep in mind, iniquity is what will bring about the rise of the Antichrist. Right. Iniquity is what will bring about uh, the rise of the Antichrist religion and, and, and the murderous rampage of destruction of human life that's going to come. And actually, it's already here. What, why do you think people can justify abortion? Why do you think people can justify euthanasia? Why do you think people can justify... Uh, well, well, you know and, what? And it has a lot to do with what has been.
0: Yeah. Okay, these have been our customs, our cultures, our traditions... Mm-hmm based upon, you know, a morality that was based upon the Word of God. Now we have a humanistic mindset, we've moved away from that, and now it's this new generation, Mm -hmm. new way of thinking, new definitions. And so if if you go back to, as you were saying, the backstop of the Word of God, well, you're just
1: old-fashioned. Okay, but you asked a question, and I'm going to okay, answer it, too. Right. That's so right. But then when you said, why do we justify or why do we think it's okay? And I think it's because we have now gotten to a place where we believe it's the most loving thing.
2: Well, that, like, do you know what I'm exactly. saying? Like,
1: like, like it, when it really comes down to it, well, when you think of abortion and, or euthanasia, because those are the yep. two you brought up, it's like, well, isn't that the most loving thing? Isn't mm. that the most kind thing?
2: Or just. Or yeah. just. So so people, p- people come up with... Religious, cultural, traditional, circumstantial concepts mm-hmm. of words. Yes. And so, you know, in, in Christianity, one of the things we're faced with it is, is, is there's been a resurgence of an interest in the grace of God for about the last 40 years. Yes. And uh, and the, but the problem here's something: if you study church history, every time the message of grace has come to planet earth. It has always been hijacked by people who preach iniquity. And it has always been perverted into coming up with a a definition of grace that is not even based on what the word means, Uh, coming up with a concept of grace that always just basically says sin is okay. Sin is not going to hurt you. And all these things that God says is sin... It yeah, really doesn't matter anymore because now, now we're under grace. So, so the, sin is not sin anymore. What is what, the, is, what mm-hmm. is what they're really saying? Mm-hmm. Well, and of course, there's deep misunderstandings about sin and yes. and, the, and how the consequences of sin is not what God does to you; it's what sin does to you. You know all, all those things. But the pro, so the problem is, uh, we have a worldwide movement
3: mm-hmm.
2: within the church
3: mm-hmm.
2: that, that uses the word grace. Mm-hmm. We have a worldwide movement in political arenas that uses the word justice. And those words, the way they are defining and using those words, not are not just different than the scripture, but they are opposed to the scripture.
3: Mm.
2: And it's bringing about the destruction of Really millions of people, some of them within the church, some of them on the outside mm-hmm, of the church, mm-hmm. but because they don't have a comprehension of of what the difference between mercy and grace mm-hmm. and one of the thing you know one of the things I think we need to focus on in looking at it is God is just, yes, and justice is you know again, justice is one of those words, people come up with their own meaning yes. of, of what justice mm-hmm. is, and uh people come up with this concept of justice is either going to be extremely right hardcore legalism Mm -hmm. or it's going to be extremely left hardcore uh, permissiveness yeah and people tend to go to those extremes because they don't understand how can there be mercy and responsibility Mm -hmm. and so so in justice the justice of god uh, he says, "There's always going to be mercy, but there's always going to be responsibility." Hmm. And that's a
1: great way to say it. And How you, can there be mercy and responsibility? Yeah. I mean, that really comes to be the, the bottom line.
2: Oh, ab- absolutely. And the, and you're not so you're not really even ready to talk about the biblical concept of grace
1: until we talk about this.
2: Until you talk about justice. Yes, yes. Because what is grace for? I mean, uh, yeah. uh, and, and sadly, grace and mercy have are words that, both of which have been redefined. Yes. But, you know, with many of the people that preach grace, you'd, you'd think grace, love, mercy, all of, you, all of the, they give the, the same, same definition. To the, of, this is, is what of, is
1: kind of, I don't want to say drive me crazy because I want to be always kind, but I hear people using these words interchangeably with each other, and I'm like... That's, no. especially in relationships, that's not going to help because no. those three words all mean very different things. And scripturally, when you get to those verses, no. they mean very different things.
2: You know, here's a, an interesting thing, that concept I think we need to consider. You know, there is horizontal justice.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Between you and I. And, that, and you, you could call that civil order. Okay. And then, uh, uh, then there's vertical justice. There's what happens between me and God. Yeah. Mm. And sadly, one-dimensional thinkers try to make those one and the same thing. Ooh. You know, I got an email from somebody the other day just saying, you know, I've I got a son or a dog, I think it was a son that has done a lot of really bad things. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, he wants to come to the Lord. And, you know, his question is, uh, you know, am, am I still going to be accountable for those things that I did? Mm. And it's like, well, in civil justice, Absolutely. Yes. yes. And in fact, Jesus himself said, he said, "If you're in prison because you owe money, you have to pay it back. You're going to have to pay it back. Yeah. I'm not I am not here to give you a pass no. on violating other people." You're
1: right. And there needs to be retribution, restoration. There needs to be some kind yeah. of a closure to all those things that you've done in the past. Those, aren't, yeah. those people aren't all gone. They are all there, even though that, yeah. that guy, you know, wants a new beginning. With God, a new beginning is 100% available, yep. fresh, brand new, born again, all these terms. Yep. But there's still, a, there's still a, a massive broken list that, that you've yep. left behind.
2: You know, I got another message from somebody the other day. And he was saying, you know, in our eye group, yeah. he, said, he said, you know, we were talking about the fact that God doesn't, you know, force anybody to do anything. He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't make people do anything. And there was a new convert there who was saying, "Oh no, you're wrong." He said because you know I was in prison, and and they didn't let people out. You know, uh, they wouldn't even consider people for parole and da, da 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 and he said you know i ended up going before the pro board mm-hmm. within just you know short period of time which normally never happened and, and they gave me pro he said god made him give me pro and it's like <laughs> yeah, it's like come on you know knock yourself in this the head is what with a messes people
1: up because then all the people that didn't get it say yeah. well then god yeah. doesn't like me as much or god didn't do that for me no, and exactly. all of a sudden there's a disconnect mm-hmm. between those people and god because he did it for no. them
2: why wouldn't he do it for And, and you know what What's people don't understand? It's, it's, like God, it's like the favor of God. And we yeah. talk about, people think the favor of God is when God causes somebody to give you favor. That's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches when you uh, live godly, you gain the favor, favor of God. And it's the favor of God because you're living and treating people as God would have you to do it. And that's why it's the favor of God. But it's yeah. not God acting on somebody and causing them to like you. Right.
0: Or... God just ignoring, turning a blind eye this time, because I've got. It.
1: And God speaks to that person and tells them, "Go be, go give this person this, and have favor yeah. on that person."
2: You know, I'm not saying that God will not impress people to yes. do things for yes. us. I'm not saying that. Yes. But as far as God making us do anything, making us like or dislike somebody, uh, that never happens.
0: Okay, so let's let's uh, let's finish with the word justice. Okay. Okay. So, God being a just God. Yeah. Okay, then I get what I deserve. Is but
1: there's horizontal. He was talking about the horizontal justice. Yes, the I, I justice. understand.
0: But we're talking about a just God. No. Yeah. Okay. So if He's just, then does that mean He chooses whether to have grace or mercy on you? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you understand how the, I the thinking is? Again, is
2: that- if you don't separate the horizontal and the vertical, okay. it's really easy to get that confused. I know, I know you know this. But, you know, it's really interesting. When God was establishing how justice worked, mm-hmm. he, he said now, I am merciful. This is in, in Exodus 34, 4 through 7. I'm merciful, I'm kind, I'm long-suffering. Yes. Mm-hmm. Abounding uh, uh, in goodness. Abounding in goodness, mm-hmm. full of graciousness. And, and then he says, And I forgive iniquity, I forgive, I forgive sin, you know, I forgive all of these different kinds of sin. This, but then he says something real interesting. Not clear in no way a clear clearing the wicked. It's like,
1: wait a minute.
2: And that seems
1: contradictory. Yes, it does. Yeah. It says, wait a minute. You said two different things. So in the what same
2: side sentence. of the fence am I on? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So when you stop and think that out of the 10 commandments,
1: mm-hmm.
2: eight of them were about how to relate to one another. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes.
2: Two of them were about how to relate, relate to, God, to God, which meant then the 516 civil commandments, which came out of those 10, 80% of them We're about how to relate to one another, Mm -hmm. how to walk in love. Mm -hmm. When we fail to walk in love toward other people, it's not God that decides how those other people will treat us. They decide. You know, you go out and commit adultery with somebody's wife. He might kill you. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Now, that doesn't mean God told him to kill you. Doesn't mean God has anything to do with that. It means you wronged that person, and that person is reacting to you. If you break a civil law, you know, you may get arrested, and Jesus even said that's that's what he's talking about when he says, "Look, uh, if if you have an alt against your brother, he's talking about if you owe your brother some money, he says you better go make it right." He said, "Lest along the way, you know, you know the uh, the, the guard, not the guard, whatever, the, the centurion or whoever finds you and and takes you and throws you in prison, why? Because you hadn't paid the money." Yeah, and he says, "I'm not going to get you out. I am not here to do away with. I am not here to do away with the law, the civil, you know, the civil law." Right. So we have to realize that, and, and this boy, this. There are so many subtle nuances into this. So there, there is this world, this horizontal <laughs> world out there called, called society, called civil law, Cultures, called family. relationships, called family. In other words, there's this world out there that reacts to us the way they choose. Yeah. And we really can't blame it on God when we are persecuted For our unjust behavior, for our unkind behavior. Yes,
1: yes, And yet I see that happening all the time. Oh, yeah. And it brings such confusion to people. Like, why is this person being like this to me? And I'm like, because what have you reaped? Like, I loved several podcasts ago when we went into the depth of the law of cause and effect. Yep. Because that, to me, answers a lot of this. Sowing
2: and reaping, yep.
1: Yeah, because what sowing and reaping has is that, you know, you've planted seeds of mistrust or or doubt or I don't know whatever into no. that person you're wondering why the relationship isn't no. flourishing it's because you've been critical you've no. been um, you know ignoring that person now the
2: moment we project a judgment against god yeah based on how people relate yes, to us yes. we've lost the game then
1: 100% we're, we're, say that again
2: we are go- we're going to lose completely when again. we project when we project judgment against god our, our judgment, you know, from God, yeah. when we project judgment our own to God based on the way that people react to us. We have alienated ourselves from God. Completely. We have put ourselves where we want to justify what's going on with the people. Uh, you ever find, you ever find yourself going through a situation where you don't feel like you're trying to justify something you did, but you really are. Mm-hmm. Totally.
1: And it happens happened without thinking. It
2: just yeah. Happened. And you, you just keep thinking, man, why are they so upset? You know, yeah. why are they so upset about that? I didn't mean that. Why are they so upset about that? And, and then you just
1: it, don't look inside.
2: And at some point, you finally go, here's an idea. Why don't I just go to them and apologize and let them know I didn't. I didn't really mean that, but I realize yeah. now I was offensive to you. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. The minute you make that decision, mm-hmm. it's like you hear angels going, oh, "I can see clearly now." Because yeah, <laughs> yeah. like, your eyes open, and you go, "Oh, oh. Okay,
1: it's like a washing of all that yeah. stupid thinking."
2: Absolutely. And
1: then it's true. You can see clearly now.
2: Now, see if if we would stop blaming God. Yeah for the consequences of our bad behavior, mm-hmm. then we would find out what oh this means about, you know, I, I'm not gonna clear the wicked. In other words, you're gonna have to live horizontally yeah. with what you create,
3: mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. but you you know, just prior to that, he said, but I'm, now I'm merciful and I'm gonna forgive this kind of sin. I'm gonna forgive this kind of sin. Yeah. So we can go to him Mm -hmm. and get better than we deserve.
1: Yes, yes.
2: We can go to Him. That's the
1: vertical justice. That's the vertical justice.
2: We go to Him and we can get a peace that even though we're being persecuted. It's mm-hmm. really not even persecution. It's just reaction. Yeah. You know, so many people claim they're being persecuted. I'm like, well, so what are they persecuting you about? Well, you know, because I did this and this and this. I said, well, then it's not persecution. No. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just a reaction.
1: It's literally, and it's literally sowing and reaping.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it's a reaction. Yeah. That's yeah, a absolutely. Word. yeah. But you know, when we go to God and get, and repent, really. Yes, yes. And we take on God's view of this, and mm-hmm. see it says God operates by love. He, he. Remember, he understands.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And we talked about this in previous. You know, podcasts where where God says, "Now look, when you're acting foolishness," He says, "The iniquity of the fathers." He said, "I don't send it, but when you're acting stupid, I'm going to be compassionate because I'm going to understand you got here because you're acting like you saw your parents and grandparents right, and right. people in your culture." Right. So, so I'm going, I'm going to always, I'm going to always be there for you. Yes. I'm, I'm going to always be there to recover you when you're yes. when you're ready to be recovered. Yes, but. Everybody else ain't gonna be ready to do that.
1: No. That doesn't mean everyone else did that at the same time.
2: No. <clears throat> and so he says, I'm I'm gonna be be there for you and I'm gonna do something in you that's going to make you capable of accepting your responsibility in this. So you finally quit fighting against all everybody. You quit blaming everybody else. You quit, you know, you quit going to war with everybody that mm-hmm. that's holding you accountable yeah. and you have a peace now Yeah. because, because between me and you, I'm going to make everything right.
1: Yes. Okay. And this is interesting. I, I and I totally agree. Like I love Psalm ninety. Anyone that knows, I mean, that's one of my favorite because he says, I will replace the evil years with good. Mm-hmm. And that you'll see my miracles and your glory the children will see mm-hmm. the glory. How I see that is he can go to all those mistakes we've made in our past and he can start to replace all those evil memories and evil circumstances. He can start to say, I was there and I can bring clarity and I can, you know, bring mm-hmm. and, and I've I've had conversations with people that aren't really there. In my mm-hmm. past, because I've done them wrong, and I don't think it's right to go back to them no. because they're not their head isn't there. No. Sometimes people think, "Oh, I just got so much understanding of how I've treated that person bad." You don't have to call them up and say. Sometimes you do, yep. but there's oftentimes it all just have, just put that person in front of me, and I will, from from my own heart, I'll say, "I just want to know that I am, I was wrong, yep. and I am sorry." But see, that does something with my own heart oh, yeah. to replace everything that was there that shouldn't have been there in my own heart it just gets that i can see clearly the rain Mm -hmm. of of that over me to bring clear clarity Mm -hmm. and it just it's almost like it it starts to restore
2: well it does it well you know stop and think about it you you know we've talked about this before it's like if somebody offends you yeah then you have the power to send away that offense Mm -hmm. now if you don't send away that offense then everything you do in relationship to them, because if you if you pass a judgment, but mm-hmm. you if you're offended, you had to pass a judgment, right? You know, you <laughs> I put, love that. You if some,
1: you are offended, you uh, have passed a judgment. And
2: anytime you hold a judgment towards somebody, judgment demands. Uh, a verdict. A, a verdict. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so and verdict demands a penalty. Yeah. Yes. So you're penalizing that person. You're yeah. holding this attitude toward them. You're angry at them. You're giving them the silent treatment. Yeah. You're talking bad about them behind yeah. their back. And all yeah. the, you know, all of that is there because you are holding on to this emotion called offense. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Yeah. And the key, well, you know the mm-hmm. way you know what's going on, because the word offense means to stumble. So all that gossiping and lying and <laughs> pouting and and you know, all that kind of stuff, that's stumbling.
1: <laughs> Can you imagine? You get the visual of someone going, whoa, 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 you know what? No, you're stumbling and no, you just exactly. keep going and you're trying to stay up. Trying to walk down
2: this path of yeah. life and there's rocks everywhere and pitfalls everywhere. And have, so that person is stumbling. And so you keep thinking, if that person would change, I would stop all this. I'd stop talking bad about it. No, you won't. Because you're the one holding on to the offense. So when you forgive them and send away that offense... Then suddenly you're at peace. Now you can see clearly yeah. as to how to relate to that person. Now you kind of flip that thing around. The same thing happens when you're the offender. You know, when you're the offender, you're seeking to justify yourself. Mm-hmm. When you're mm-hmm. the offender, the only way you can make yourself feel innocent is to find criticism for their reactions to you. Mm-hmm. And so you're always, you know, you're, so you're still always fighting against them as if they are doing you wrong. Yes. Well,
1: your heart seeks to is, find that.
2: I can go to God and I can have this experience with Him, where I where I experience a cleansing in my heart, and now I can send away the sin that's in my heart that I'm holding on to I can send away the justification for what I've done. I can send away the, all of these emotions that I'm having, and suddenly I can look at somebody else and go, you know, I, I understand why they feel that way.
3: Yeah.
2: You know, years ago. You know, I, I went through some really bad stuff, you know, with some, with a lot of people. And, uh, you know, one of the things the Lord spoke to me about, he said, now, he said, everybody that feels about you the way they feel about you, mm-hmm. that's, that's their right. Yeah. That's not between you and them. Yeah. He said, that's between me and them.
1: That's Right.
2: And he said, if you if you try to correct everybody's misunderstandings about what happened, or yeah. you go around trying yeah. to explain yeah. to everybody, yeah. he said, number one, you got a problem. You're not yes. getting your need met right. But number two, he said, you're just going to inflame them yeah. even more. Yeah. Yeah. Just, exactly. Just you know, just like let people be where they are. Yes. Yeah. Let them have their own opinions.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Now, what's interesting from a New Testament concept, it expands our understanding of what God was saying to the children of Israel because <clears throat> When the Bible talks about Jesus as our High Priest, it says that when we come to Him, we are coming to a throne of mercy and grace. Mm-hmm. Not just mercy, not just grace. In other words, just coming and having God forgive you—that mm-hmm. doesn't really solve any problems for you. I mean, I mean, it might help you a little bit between you and God, but the truth is, you you need more than to be forgiven. You need to experience a strength. You need to experience a power. You need to experience something that makes you now capable of managing life differently, yeah. relating to these people right. differently. Right. Right. The strength not to be offended and touchy yes. and, and all that. Over sensitive. Kind of yeah. Yes. So you know, he says, so come boldly before the throne, throne of, of grace. grace in your time of need, that you might receive mercy, mercy. and grace.
1: Interesting.
2: Now, if mercy and grace are the same thing, then you're pretty much going to get a pass. Mm-hmm. I, I don't mind that you are a hateful, selfish, rude, unkind, backstabbing liar. That's all right. No, that's, that's, that's not what mercy is. Mercy is you deserve consequences. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to give you consequences. I want to have a relationship with you. Now, see, we get this idea Mm -hmm. that because God is good and because God extends mercy, that the relationship is automatic. No, it's not. This relationship with God is not automatic. God loving us is automatic, automatic. but that has nothing nothing to do with the relationship. So these people that tout... You know, grace and mercy as the same thing. It's sort of, and and these are the same people. It doesn't. You don't have to repent of anything because I mean, God loves you all the time. So I mean, what if you're repenting? What are you repenting? Because God loves you. It's like, well, you know, you're you're kind of missing the whole point.
1: Does it work to say a visual of even? Yeah, I have all these birthday presents in front of me, and one of them is called grace, and it's every day but I've never opened it or taken it or thanked God for it or received it.
2: Sure. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of those kinds of visuals. Yeah. Having something or doesn't having something to offer to you it. It doesn't it. mean you received it. It right. doesn't mean it's benefiting you. You it haven't taken yeah. it
1: and made it your own.
2: But, you know, even mercy, you know, mercy is where God is, is willing to forgive. Doesn't say, he says he will never forgive. What was the word in, 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 in the King James I use uh, from uh, 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 Exodus? Uh, it just slipped out of my mind. But, okay. but basically it means clear. I'm not just going to clear your slate. I, I, you know, I'm merciful, I'm forgiving, I'm loving, I'm uh, gracious. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But never, I'm never going to just clear your slate. Because mercy, loving kindness, patience, forgiveness is not all of these things... And not just God saying it's all right. It's God saying in my mercy I'm going you can experience all these things. But what this in order for you to experience these things there's got to be repentance. Mm. Okay,
0: so let me go to this one cuz I think this is one that people m- misinterpret or the application of it is mm. is, is is missed. And that is and he'll remember your sin no more.
1: See a forgetfulness.
0: See if, so when I go to God, it's like his mind goes blank.
1: Yeah.
0: And because mm. now I'm forgiven and he doesn't he remember. He doesn't even know
1: what I'm talking about.
0: And so why would I repent when he's not remembering it any longer?
2: Well, a lot of that is because of a fundamental misunderstanding of repentance. You know, religion mm-hmm. made repentance, groveling, you know, shame, right. all these kinds of negative feelings that you were supposed to have about yourself because bad of what me. you did, huh? Bad me. Yeah, bad me. Shame on me. And so, so the concept of repent. You know, in the Hebrew, and I know a lot of people say, well, "Wait a minute, Jim, this is the new covenant. Why well, keep talking about the Hebrew?" Well, wait a minute. It's the new covenant, but same God. Same God. Same truth. And let me just give you a little parenthesis. You, know, you and I have talked about this. Yeah, there is a massive move where you just watch. You're going to see more and more big name ministers totally reject the Old Testament. Yep, mm-hmm. it's happening. It's already happening. But this start, you know, these grace people, the fake grace people, they've been doing this now for 50 years, saying that you know, any, you know, that we're we're new covenant. We don't have anything to do with the Old Testament. No, if you don't have the Old Testament, then you don't even know what any of the New Testament means. And besides that, there's no such thing as an Old Testament and a New Testament. There's an Old Covenant and a New Covenant. But the Word of God is the Word of God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. God hasn't changed, therefore His Word hasn't changed. So you can't understand understand the New Covenant unless you understand everything that God said about it through the years to tell us what it was. Because if you reject it, old testament you're rejecting everything that god says the sacrifice of jesus is about you're rejecting like say what that the, he
1: quotes by the way
2: that he quotes and yeah. paul quotes and yeah you know i mean every every word of god is whats is what we're supposed to be living by but the word the, the 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 letter that represents repentance in the hebrew alphabet looks like a cane it curves like this mm. mm-hmm. well see. When we get into sin, it's not just the fact that we're doing wrong things and bad things and destructive things. It's the fact that the path that we're on now is curving away from God. It's bending okay. and taking us in another direction. Now, you see, the reason, the reason mercy and all of these the reason these are not automatic is because God is saying, I am here. It'd be like saying within the within the span of this room, this represents the presence of God. okay? I am here, you're out there somewhere. You turned away from me, and you went out there and you left, walking Bent in love. And moved away. Yeah, you left treating people the way I said in my commandments, the yeah. way I prescribed, so that you would have great relationships. You know, you you started wronging people. You're hurting people, or you know, uh, whatever. You know, stealing, lying, gossiping, slandering, whatever. It doesn't matter. But you know, you've turned away, and I love these people, and you. If you can't love the people that you see, you, you're not loving me. Mm-hmm. And so it's like so here in my presence is everything that I have offered that pertains to life and Godliness here in my presence. Jesus has made it possible mm-hmm. for you to have access to not just the stuff I have, but the relationship, the connections, mm-hmm. the feelings of peace and, and joy and all that. So the question is, are you going to continue on this path of selfishness? Mm-hmm. Are you going to repent? Are you going to, turn this way on your path that comes back to abide with me, comes back to live with me and and, and walk this path with me of righteousness right. Right. that I'm walking yes. because it's only here in this path of righteousness that you experience life and no death. Yes. And as long as you're going that way, I can't protect you from death and destruction. Mm-hmm. I, can't, mm-hmm. I can't do anything for you if you choose not to walk this path with me. Mm-hmm. Now, that's that's mercy. The fact that he's saying, "I still want you," Yeah. that's mercy. You know, we.
0: I I mean, it's the entire story of the prodigal. Oh yeah, of of the father. Totally,
1: Bob. You know, just
0: looking, waiting, longing, anticipating uh, that relationship. (laughs) I want relationship with you. Yes. And so, the availability for him to return
2: home was always there. You, know, you and I were talking earlier about the Hebrew word Hesed. Yeah. <laughs> now,
3: <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> well, you know, there's a great book out. I think the author's name is Michael Cart, I think. Now, he spells the Hebrew word H E S E D it little a little more literally be spelled c h e s s e d or something like yep. that you know but yes that
3: yeah
2: but uh, this word is an interesting word and there is no word in any other language in the world wow for this word it only exists in the hebrew and this word has said it is always used in conjunction with words like kindness, mercy, mm-hmm. forgiveness, mm-hmm. justice, fairness. All of these, all of these compassionate words mm-hmm. of God. The only time you ever see it has said is used in conjunction with these other words. And, I, and, and in his book, has said, uh, Card talks about. And he kind of, I use his definition and I add a little bit of my own definition yep. to it. But he talks about how that. Uh, Let's say if the word "has said" is used in kindness. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, we might have this general concept of of kindness, and we might know that okay, you know, God doesn't owe it to me to be kind. But "has said" brings this concept to it of I am offering you something that you know you don't deserve. I'm Mm. offering you something really you didn't really ask for. I'm offering you something that is beyond anything you ever expected, and you never you never believed kindness could be this kind. You don't you don't even know how to ask for it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's no, good. No, Bob. That's exactly what it yeah, is because you it's don't not get, even the conception right, in your right,
2: right, no, right. And so a lot of times the word mercy, by the way, is trans is sometimes the word has said is translated mercy. It's translated oh, a bunch of different ways. Interesting. And so and so mercy is where God says, Look, I'm I'm offering you something you never expected. I'm offering you something better than you expect. Yep. I'm offering you something you're not qualified for. You yeah. never even had any reason to suspect I would offer you anything that's <laughs> good, but that's what I'm offering you. Now, when we accept that, that that's mercy. When we accept this better than we ever mm. deserve. When okay. we expect this, I don't so deserve So in our it,
0: previous podcast, we were talking about uh, Moses and the goodness yeah. of God. So, I mean, it's as good, and when the invitation is made, yep. you know, that's mercy. This, this is my goodness. Yep. This is who I, I really am, yep. and the offer's being made. That's the hasad. Yep. I mean, it's beyond anything you could ever imagine. Yep. You know, let's move, move
2: towards yep. that relationship, here's what, we, here's what we fail to recognize, and see, all New Testament theology is rooted in the Old Testament. You know, has to be. Has to be. Either that or God's a liar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just real simple. If God's a liar, then this whole thing implodes. Now,
1: what we fail to recognize.
2: What we fail to recognize is, when Moses mm-hmm. said yes, when his heart was where he could perceive mm-hmm. how good, you know, you know, the goodness of mm-hmm. God, that yeah. God was trying to pour yeah. on him, Moses changed. Mm-hmm. Now, see, the fake grace mm-hmm. people—they're like, no, change is not important. Because grace is everything's all right. Grace is sin don't matter. Grace is you don't have to change. Grace is you wow. don't have to grow up. Grace is you don't have to have character. Because see, grace and mercy is everything's paid for. Everything's done. You know nothing. Keep treating people wrong. Keep murdering people. Keep killing killing people. Keep lying. Keep being an adulterer. Keep breaking up marriages. It don't know that matters to God. He just loves you. Well, no, God wants to have a relationship with you, and He wants you to stop hurting other people. Wow. Yes. So stop and think about it. grace. I mean, grace, it embodies graciousness, it embodies favor, mm-hmm. it embodies all these things, but at the end of the day, grace gets down to something that works in our heart that brings about a transformation in us. We change. Yeah. Now, some of the people that are serious about grace and serious about wanting to grow in grace are always praying for grace. Hmm. That's, not, that's, that's really not the way grace is going to come. Grace is gonna to come to the to the degree that you really perceive this haset of God, this goodness of God that's beyond what you deserve, beyond what you expect. Yeah. You know, and so Moses changed. He became a different person because of experiencing this goodness of God that's beyond description.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So when we come to the throne of grace, if we have actually experienced mercy, it will bring us to transformation. okay. Which repentance is all a part of that transformation. So in the, here, here's what's interesting. You say, well, isn't that God clearing you? Isn't that God wiping the slate clean? Oh, no, 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 no. That's why Jesus had to come because the universal law of righteousness requires that everybody pay for their own sin. And this is why Jesus had to become the sins of the world, so that this is not God just coming and saying, "Hey, sins, all right." This is God saying, "I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do something where I'm gonna pay the cost for this for you." Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. the slate is not wiped clean, but the bill is paid. And the overwhelming goodness the overwhelming realization, you know, of what Jesus has done for us, it'll change it. And if that doesn't change you, you haven't even really experienced mercy yet. It's been offered to you, but you haven't experienced yeah. it yet.
1: Mercy saying like that definition, yeah. like you just saying, I still want you, is, is to me a big deal because- Oh yeah,
2: yeah. I,
0: but, I, but I see the the human effort of of trying to be, to perform, to become, you know, all of that. And and uh, the the force of, God, I need your grace. Yeah. I, I, I need, I need, you know. Cause and I'm that's always all in right life. to recognize that. Right. But if you can begin to precede that with experiencing yeah. his mercy.
1: Experiencing you his mercy. See, yeah, that, I get it, has Bob. Yeah. All, that,
0: that better than you could ever deserve. Yeah. All of a sudden, the relationship is restored. Yeah. Now, there's grace in my well, life. I get to treat you differently. Yeah. You know, I get well, to love you more accurately. Yeah. Because I've experienced mercy. Mm-hmm. And now grace has taken hold of me. And now the 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 character of God, well, the, provi- the promises of God are truly becoming mine.
2: Well you know the, if you live next door to the most loving person in the world
0: mm-hmm. oh i married the most loving person
2: <laughs> no, in so the much. world well no you didn't <laughs> we're not married
1: <laughs> <laughs> well we could all just go there,
2: couldn't <laughs> now look if it, you live n- next door not, to the what, most be, loving there person there is no benefit to the quality of a person's character until you interact with them in a way that you experience it. Yeah. Right? Yes. You know, you could have looked at Audrey from afar your whole life yeah. and mm-hmm. never married her. Mm-hmm. And it would not matter what she had to offer you as a wife and as somebody that would love you and be kind to you. Mm-hmm. That, none of that matter because that only exists in theory. Until it exists in an interactive involvement, right? But see, that's because God's love and He's God. We go well. See, He's God. He just loves me, so everything's all right. Not mm-hmm. when I'm, I'm you're not
1: on a moment end. by moment interactive relationship, relationship with
2: Him. Yeah, exactly. Where is the relationship? Yeah. And so and so, you know, in First John, and everybody, you know, like I say, all these fake grace people, are all about First John. I know you know, we don't we don't confess our sin. We don't repent. You know, everybody misses the whole point of that chapter. The point of that chapter is not to to get you to deal with your sin. Point of the chapter is to get you to come back into fellowship with yes, God. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and dealing with your sin is just the process mm-hmm. of working with your heart mm-hmm. to let go of this and, and 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 get off of this path that is leading you away from where God and all of His resources and all of His provisions. People say that sounds like works. Well, it may sound like it, but you know maybe you need to a, 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 a expand your vocabulary because it just mm-hmm. sounds like it. It's not works. It is. It's not. relationship. It's
1: relationship.
2: And that's the way it was with the prodigal and his father. You know, the father didn't change anything toward the the son. He was over there eating, you know, what the pigs ate. He was a slave, pretty much, in another country when all of the resources of his father were still available, but they were only available in the confines of his his house, of his home, home, the relationship. Mm -hmm. So, you know, know this. I mean, we're always experiencing mercy on a certain level. Mm -hmm. You know, um,
0: but but (laughs) I I really want to put that in the context of relationship. That's something new for me today. You know, with regards to mercy, it's not just uh, okay. I'm going to be merciful to you, Mm -hmm. but it's that I'm just. Feeling, if I can mm-hmm. say just that, that, that relation, when you, when you put that Hasad, you know, to it yeah. better than I oh. could imagine, yeah. it's, it's that re, more that relationship that I've, oh. that I've been uh,
2: wooed into oh. with the extravagance of his love. See, maybe the fake grace people, I don't know it's fake, but maybe the fake grace people because it, they, they legally have mercy
1: because
2: mm. legally they dare. Right. legally all this stuff is ours in Jesus. So right. you go, well I already got this. Why should I be trying to why should, why should I be trying to have anything? I already got this. Well, has it changed your life? Do you have peace? Do you have joy? God's merciful to me. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, he hadn't killed you yet. Where's so the merciful? Yeah. So mm. uh, you know, when my kids were young and they would get in trouble about something one of the things mm. I came to realize it wasn't enough for me to tell them that I loved them and, you know, and try to communicate it, I need it to do something to interact with them.
1: Yeah.
2: So that they would experience the relationship.
1: Are you talking about, like, touch them or assure
2: them? I'm talking about do something with them. Oh,
1: you mean, like, actually... Forget about that. Okay. All that touching and assuring,
2: (laughs) all that touching (laughs) and assuring, that's that's just words. That's nothing. But that has nothing to do about life. See, what you want want your kids to do after they've gotten in trouble, you know, they can walk away and say, well, my dad said it was all right. But they're still like, don't know. I don't. I think he's still mad. Yeah. I think he's still this. I yeah. think. It, but
1: what
2: if he hugged him? Then, they, then kidding. they was like, he hugged me, but so what? You know, <laughs> I mean, it don't mean anything. It, it yeah, I mean, it has a place. Right. But here, here is my dad. Go, are, are me and him going to go to the game together this week? Are way? we okay to? Are we going to go fishing together? Together. Are we going to hang out together? Are we yes. going to yes. go somewhere. Hanging together? Out we're is still going to level. Yeah.
1: I get it. Like hanging out is next uh, level after a hug.
2: It's like, it's like, if you have an argument with a friend. No matter how much you talk on the phone and say things are forgiven, and you know it's forgiven, you even you feel some sense of you know, okay, we got peace. You still don't really feel right. No, about not it until you go out, spend time with them.
1: Until you hang out. Yeah, true.
2: And and that's the way it is with us and God.
1: And, and my biggest thing about hanging out is you know you feel like a disappointment to God when you don't hang out with Him. Yeah. Because when you know you're not a disappointment, you just want to hang out with
2: yeah. Him. Yeah. No. So you know, golly, we are dealing with things that we have to have accurate terminology to explain but the explanations mean nothing without the experience totally. and once you have the experience you can't even come explain up with the words to explain no. it no no mhm mhm mhm
1: the end <laughs> <laughs> so let's um
0: let's just put a cap then on grace okay and uh for for, for the listener today, you know, to say, okay, then
2: do I ask for grace? Do I look for grace? Do I want grace? Give
1: me a little bit of help.
2: You know, Um, because... And see, this kind of gets into what's going on in your heart because it's not whether or not you use the word grace or not. You know, there's a lot of times I'll just say, Father, I really, you know, maybe when I'll catch myself being frustrated, you know, know, I really need to be a better friend. I want to be a better friend or I want to be a better husband. Or I want to be more patient with my kids. Really, that is a cry as far as the intention of my heart. Mm. That is a cry for work in me. Yeah. You know, bring the power in me, change me, whatever needs to change in me so mm. that I can be a better father or mm-hmm. a better friend or mm-hmm. a better husband. So it's not about whether or not you're using the word grace because grace itself is always a strength. It's a capacity. It's an ability that works from your heart. Well, what else works in your heart? The Holy Spirit. What else works in your heart? The Word yeah. of God. What else? You know, who speaks in your heart? God speaks in your heart. So so, the question is the intention. Do you intend, do you desire to be a more God-like person? Do you, t- I mean, so it doesn't matter what word you use. And I, and
1: I find that for me, I um, if I, we're all just experimenting here, yep. but when I confess my limitation, yep. I'm just... Say and make it really personal, and hang out yep. with God, and say, "I don't know what to do in this situation, mm-hmm. and I need you." And let's hang out and talk about
2: it. You know, the last uh, last month or so, I have I, I don't express it; it doesn't come out, doesn't affect me much. I don't even think it even affects who I relate to anybody. I've noticed the last month or so, just every now and then, I get I've been more annoyed, Yeah. It, more easily, easily annoyed, annoyed than, yeah. than than is than, than is normal for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't want, I don't want to be annoyed. No. And so, you know, I'm, I'm not down on my knees, storming heaven. You're not in sackcloth and, and ashes. And I'll, yeah. I'm just saying, you know, Father, this this is not who I choose to be. Right. Hmm. You know, and Jesus, you know, and Jesus' patience is in me.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, these 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 attributes are yes. in me and, I, and I, I, I choose to tap into them. So Father, however you bring me into this, I don't care how it works. Just however you bring me into being more patient, more long-suffering with people, this is, that's, that's where I want to go. That's a prayer for grace. Yeah. Yes. Because it's, it's the—see, without repentance, mm-hmm. which, which is not only the change of the path, but the change of the path always ends on a change in behavior. You know, without a desire for change, you're not seeking grace you're not seeking righteousness, you're not seeking God. That's
1: the indicator, Jim, without a desire to truly change you instead of the people and the circumstances around you.
2: And I know I don't have to change for God to love me.
1: No, 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 but
2: it's so wonderful when you get to. It, it, well, not, but, not only that, but it's a lot easier for people Everyone to love Everyone benefits. You yeah. <laughs> know, it was like a guy told me one time, there was this guy, he, he called me, and he used to, he went to our church for years, and he got kind of older, and he moved away to be with his kids, and so every now and then he'd come back to Huntsville. So he called me one day, and he said, man, I'm going to take you out to lunch today. He said, I'm going to be back in Huntsville. So we went out to lunch, and, uh, and so he said, you know, Jim, he said, you know, uh, I'd get this feeling like I needed to do heart physics. He said, I was there in your church. I, you know, I was there when you were teaching all this stuff. I would like, I don't need to do heart physics. He said, you know, then time would go by. and I, He said, I kind of get that impulse. And he said, I'd come up with another reason why I didn't have to do heart physics. He said, finally one day I just said, now, Lord, I don't, I don't need th- to do heart physics. He said, I, I, I know this stuff. And he said, the Lord spoke to me and said, it's not for you. It's for everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, sometimes Is it it's, that
1: sort of, the truth?
2: it's sort of like, it'd be like a guy being married and saying, you know what? I cheat on my wife. I lie. I, you know, I go out and spend money that she don't know about, and, and I do these things. But you know what? She's good to me. So, why should I stop? Yeah. Well, that's a person that's not seeking a relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a person that's missing out on all of this heart-to-heart connection. That's what it is mm-hmm. with God. Well, you know, He, he loves me. So, pfft, so, so what if I, yeah. you know, if I if I yeah. treat people bad? So what if I do this? And so. When you desire to be a better person, not because you're earning something from God, not because you got to, to you know, to please God, but when you want to because you know this is who God is mm-hmm. and you want to be like Him mm-hmm. and you want to touch other people's lives, that's, that's to me, that's a that's a, pra- a real prayer for grace. I Love think it. that
1: pretty puts the cap uh, on uh, it like it you does. talked about
2: I, it. I, yes, I think so.
0: And I just want to say this has been a lot of fun. It has yeah. been fun. I've yeah, enjoyed yeah, yeah. sitting here. I hope, you know.
2: Hope come, pro- uh, no, I hope it comes across oh. good on camera.
1: Yeah, I hope I think you guys so. enjoyed it.
0: Um since we're here in the room,
1: yeah,
0: uh, we have Heart Physics Weekend coming up. Well, yeah, that's, that's right.
1: like next weekend, cause is it? Is airing it, like, yeah. No, Audrey, no. uh,
2: you. No, yeah, they can take it if, yeah. it if well, you can't get here. If they want to get, if they can, they can do this uh, online. Yeah, and that's what and I was just. Just go to our website and and uh, and get it and go to the. It'll direct you to the Heart Physics registration cool. page, and you can register to you and your whole family and We registered. And we'll be back. Yeah. We
1: registered. We'll be on this very stage. We'll with be you. back. That's right. Yeah, that's right. We'll this be back. back. This, is, this is where it's happening right
2: here. <laughs> and going to be giving out hugs.
1: Yeah. Frig. <laughs> <laughs> can make up for you. That's right. You can, give,
2: <laughs> you can give everybody else all the hugs I won't let you give yeah, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then as well, if, if you're...
1: So Audrey's giving her a <laughs> Free hug.
2: He, yeah, a and we're going to have a kissing booth need need a hug? Hug? Yeah, no. Bob. Yeah, Bob.
1: Will a, Bob will have a kissing booth and I'll have a hugging booth.
2: I'm, I'm going to have a, a handshaking booth. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, hopefully Jimmy Bratch will show up. He'll do it with me. There you go. So But uh I, I do want to say, <laughs> if you're listening to the podcast and you're like, what are these guys talking about? Uh, we've just sat down and... Uh, in we, Huntsville. In Huntsville. We got
2: 140 other podcasts.
1: Yes, oh, we do. Yeah.
2: That they can go back.
1: This was to episode, episode number 141. And yep. Yep. if they want to see more of the three of us, they can go to mynewday.tv right. and say 30... TV- Thirty hundred TV shows.
0: (laughs) All right. We need to be done, Jim. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. And thank you, everyone. Please (laughs) share and let people know they can uh, not watch, listen, and sometimes watch. (laughs) Very few times
1: can you watch. Every Thursday. (laughs)